Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the collection of articles by Ronald Klett. This one titled, I and my father are one. Ever since the Adam dream, from which arose the illusion that God's idea man became divided into separate sexes, called man and woman, mortal man has been plagued by a sense of incompleteness and dissatisfaction. This has given rise to an unconscious search for a permanent stillness of desire and peace of mind. This sense has never been wholly satisfied in human relationships, in either friendship or marriage. In the latter, it is represented by the attraction between sexes and by the sex urge, both of which acknowledge a divided state of man. This desire or wanting sense, seen in its right perspective, is a counterfeit of the real prayer or desire for a clearer understanding of man's unity with God, his inseparability from his Maker, in whom he lives, moves, and has his being. Jesus expressed his own completeness when he said, quote, I and my Father are one, unquote, not two. His only urge or desire was to prove this. There is no reason to believe that Jesus was other than a normal person with human desires and appetites, but with this difference that he had such a clear view of reality that he never succumbed to the unreal temptations of the flesh, for he saw the necessity of spiritualizing his thought and overcoming the human sense of things. We can draw comfort from the fact that even for Jesus, this was not done without a struggle as can be seen by his forty days fast in the wilderness and the subsequent temptation to resort to material means to satisfy his hunger. His reply to the tempter that, quote, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, unquote, should be a source of strength for all of us. At a later stage in his career, he was to say, quote, In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, unquote. Let us turn to the first chapter of Genesis, 
where we find that, quote, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, unquote. This last appears to refer to qualities rather than to quantities, for God would have no model but his own undivided self on which to base his idea man. There is no mention here of differing sexes, only later by the Adam dream. Mrs. Eddy describes this as the first surgical operation through which man becomes divided into mortal man and woman, the dying mortally mental dream of God's idea. When, however, the search for a satisfying sense of fulfillment is conducted from the standpoint of belief that man is incomplete but needing to reach perfection, it gives rise to such pressures as uncontrolled sex desire, jealousy, lust, sadism, frustration, and so on, added to a sense of guilt self-condemnation, and many other undesirable contradictions of the fact that man is a wholly satisfied one with his maker. These beliefs are today, to some extent, being recognized by psychiatrists and the medical profession as the causes of mental or nervous diseases. But although psychiatrists spend much time digging up the old bones of the past in an endeavor to find the seven devils that are plaguing a patient, they have not discovered a satisfactory way of eliminating from consciousness the primary experiences which lie at the foundation of these errors mainly because they insist upon looking at them as real happenings of the past. If one is convinced of the actuality of his past misdeeds, he is more than likely to continue punishing himself. Christian science shows us that God is not a God of punishment, and the only reality that the past has is what we believe about it at the present moment. Christian science teaches us how to see the unreality of the past and saves us from wasting years in regretting a bad past or wasting time mulling over what we consider to be a good past, both of which constitute a barrier to spiritual progress. There really is only one time in which we can live. That is now. Try as we will, we cannot live even one second in the past or in the future. It should be clearly seen, however, that this does not give us license to live sinfully now in the hope that in the future we will be able to shelve the present as an unreal past, and thus escape the just penalty for wrongdoing. 
How can we free ourselves from a condition which many regard as having been thrust upon them without their really wishing it, and which they feel is an irresistible state of bondage? If it was clearly understood that unity with God good would automatically produce an opposite state, we would strive for a better sense of oneness with God. Mrs. Eddy exhorts in Science and Health, quote, Let the slave of wrong desire learn the lessons of Christian science, and he will get the better of that desire, and ascend a degree in the scale of health, happiness, and existence, unquote. Even this permissive age is beginning to see that unrestricted sex is not the pathway to freedom that it was once thought to be, either in or out of marriage, but just another type of slavery. And many are wishing that they had not started out on this downward path against which their moral breaks seem to be powerless to stop them. The solution to this problem lies in our ability to control in the first instance the thoughts and suggestions which come to us in the course of daily living, and Christian science tells us how it can be done. Dominion over our thinking is the key to heaven and harmony. The narrator in Genesis concludes his account of the spiritual creation by saying, quote, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Unquote. It is unlikely that God would have finished his work before it was completed, for the great Creator's effort could leave nothing to be desired. The writer has often stilled a false desire by realizing, as Christian science teaches, that God made me complete. Thus setting himself on the path, however reluctantly, of facing up to the fact that whatever legitimate desires he may have are already met from within because of his completeness as the image and likeness of God. It is true that God reveals himself as man, and as all men and women learn to regard themselves as God appearing, they will be reluctant to admit that they can be subject to immoral temptation. And this applies equally to the tempter and the tempted. As the ideas of God, men could not possibly get satisfaction by bowing to the false beliefs and temptations of life and pleasure in the flesh, when there really is none. The writer has long been taught by bitter experience that no real satisfaction was ever attained by such surrender. 
but he did not know how to gain dominion over these very aggressive suggestions until Christian science showed the way. What real freedom this religion has brought to him. Ignorance of the fact or unwillingness to accept that matter is devoid of sensation, unable to feel of its own accord pleasure or pain, is basic to this problem. Quote, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, unquote, is a problem experienced by both men and women, boys and girls. But generally, it is not understood to be a problem until they have been thoroughly enslaved by it. The carnal or mortal mind, a belief of a mind opposed to the one mind, which is God, does not persuade us into sin by suggesting that we go and commit adultery or indulge in free love. It presents the temptation in the form of a handsome man or beautiful woman. In his own experience, the writer has overcome this type of temptation by persistently endeavoring to see, as Jesus did, God's perfect man, where mortals see a sinning mortal man, by knowing and understanding that right there, because of God's allness, stands the perfect and immaculate idea of God, regardless of appearances. How can this pure idea recognized tempt us into the indulgence of wanton desires? I think we can see that the overcoming of temptation in this field does require an effort, but final victory, when it is really desired, is by no means impossible if the truths of God's law, which is Christian science, are made practical and brought to bear on the problem. Then the statement in Science and Health made by Mrs. Eddy will apply equally to the sexes, both wedded and unwedded, that, quote, the lamb's wife presents the unity of male and female as no longer two wedded individuals, but as two individual natures in one. And this compounded spiritual individuality reflects God as father-mother, not as a corporeal being. In the divinely united spiritual consciousness, there is no impediment to eternal bliss, to the perfectibility of God's creation. Unquote. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.